0: Welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brendan. I'm here with my co-host Andrew and Bryant. Today we're going to be going over our top 10 tight ends. At the beginning we're going to be throwing in some news for you guys just to uh, give you an update. As well as at the end we've got some fun segments for you guys to throw in. So how are you guys doing today?
1: I'm really good. Yeah, I'm really good. I am excited to do this.
2: You're excited to do it. I love it. And before we get into it, I want to congratulate both Andrew and Brendan. um, Officially putting in their notice to leave an axe-throwing establishment to pursue Mm -hmm. fantasy football full-time. This is my life now. You're living a fantasy in a positive In a good way. In, (laughs) In a
1: very good way, yes. This is it. So if you're listening,
2: please help us. (laughs) We <laughs> yeah, leave us a five-star review to keep these kids fed.
0: All right, let's do
2: it. Let's yeah. jump right into it. Let's hit it.
0: All right, so uh, for for the new segment, uh, we're just going to uh, give you guys an update on the Antonio Brown situation. So um, I'd say, Andrew, how, how about you dive right into this one?
1: Yeah, so uh, some weird news. Obviously, the frozen feet, that's kind of a big deal. But uh, it turns out another big problem with Antonio Brown, he doesn't want to wear a new helmet. He doesn't like the size. It says that it blocks his vision, and he wants to, uh, he's willing to retire if he can't have his old helmet, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know about you guys.
2: The helmet situation is weird. Uh, Going back to the frostbitten feet, he hurt his feet. He was in a chirotherapy chamber and did not wear the proper footwear. Uh, So it does sound like a silly situation, but frostbitten feet is no laughing matter. So he is hurt. Uh, He hasn't had a full practice yet in training camp between the helmet thing and the the hurt feet thing. Uh, I do expect him to make a full recovery. He should be ready to go week one. And he already did say he will continue playing. And today was his first day back at training camp. Should be all systems go.
1: Yeah, he's back at training camp. Uh, He did not practice though, but he's there with the
0: squad. True. Um, So yeah, what kind of, that, that's a, a really uh, tricky situation, but it's good to hear that uh, it's expected that he's going to be back first week. I, I think that that's a really big thing. Um, another thing that we also want want to mention with the news segment uh, in our previous top ten wide receivers uh, episode, Andrew made a, a bold claim, bold prediction. Claim. Bold bold prediction. Um, Michael Thomas, it wasn't that bold. Don't give him um, credit, Michael. Michael I'll Thomas. Take the credit
1: if you want to give me the credit. <laughs> I'll take the credit.
0: I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll give you the credit andrew um it it's very small credit but it is credit, credit um, but yeah he boldly predicted that michael thomas was going to sign a contract um and since we recorded that episode he did end up signing a contract not super big news kind of old news now um but it's it's nice to see that um we, we have that option now yeah we did talk a lot about him uh so check out our last
1: podcast where we ranked top ten wide receivers. Uh, spoiler: He's in the top ten. We talk about a, a little bit of him there, uh, and basically we talk about if he signs, what we expect. So go check that out.
0: Yeah. All right. So I I think we we just kind of move into our top ten. Uh, obviously this this one isn't going to be a surprise for number one. We've got Travis Kelsey as our number one. So Andrew, oh, yeah. how, how about you take it away uh, with Chris this world. one as well?
1: Yeah, uh, he's the obvious first choice. Uh, He was second in the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, uh, led the league in fantasy points among the tight ends. Plus, he had the number one uh, quarterback, Pat Mahomes, thrown to him. Uh, It's a no-brainer. He's the best tight end in the league. A little interesting fact, he would have finished as the wide receiver nine and a half point PPR league if he was listed as a wide receiver. That's how good... Travis Kelsey is what about you, Brian? What's your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah. You know, with Gronkowski leaving the league, you know, Travis Kelsey steps in as the number one option. Uh, and like you said, it's no surprise. Uh, he's got the best quarterback in the game. He's on a high octane offense. He'll keep getting those opportunities and he passes the eye test. You know, you watch him play an NFL game. He's a big man and he makes things happen. So you know, last season he had over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's mm-hmm. like you said, that's high-performing wide yep. receiver numbers.
1: Yeah, wide so, receiver nine.
2: Right. One of the reasons I have Travis Kelsey as you know that that number one is he really is so val- valuable to a team because of that point differential. If you have a tight end that can perform like a wide receiver, you know there's only two or three re- two or three tight ends that are able to do that in the entire NFL. So if you have that positional advantage, that'll make a huge difference to the rest of your roster and really help make a difference when you're facing your opponents. Um, If you're able to draft a good team around him, that's a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Kelsey received over 20% of his team's targets last year. He's a huge part of that offense and not much changed around him. So I I do largely expect things to remain the same. Tyreek Hill is back, you know, the running situation is a little bit different, but they do still have a pass catcher in that role. Kelsey's role should remain unchanged. I expect another year of excellence.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I really think Travis Kelsey is that going to be the option this year. Um, I I I don't know if you already mentioned but um kind of him him being that number one option for for the tight end. He is being drafted at about 207. So that that's going to be kind of kind of a tough pick. Um, this year, but getting Travis Kelsey is definitely going to be a big step up for your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah it does Andrew. help him
1: if you think about the, him as a wide receiver nine instead of a tight end, because he's gonna. I mean, and he's also reliable too. He's only missed one game in the last five seasons. Like yeah, that's huge. Twenty uh, percent was to Travis Kelsey last season. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he's the obvious number one.
2: Andrew, yeah. would you draft him at his current ADP?
1: Oh man, that's. I I I wouldn't, and here's why I I just don't I think there's better players up there. Hmm. One thing to know about me I like to my strategy going into drafts is I like to go running back running back, which is a little weird. Uh, even in a half PPR league, I like going running back running back. I feel like if I pick Travis Kelsey, you know you're losing potentially an elite running back or an elite wide receiver. So I wouldn't. What about you?
2: Yeah, I want to remind our viewers just because Andrew is a fantasy football professional does not mean he's right. So yes, professional take that very lightly. Going RBRB, that's a fine strategy if that situation presents itself. But Mm -hmm. I I want to remind people, stay fluid. You know, don't be committed before you go into the draft. Don't plan to go anything. You know, take the best player available and the person that'll help your team. Um, You know, if DeAndre Hopkins is there, You know, go with it. I mean, that's that's a good option. So don't stick to these conventional running back, running back before you even know who's there. Uh, I would not take Travis Kelsey at his ADP. I understand the value and I would absolutely not, you know, disrespect anybody who takes him at that spot. Um, I do think it's a little high for his role. But, you know, if he ended up on my team, I would not be sad. I think he's a high performer and that point differential. If you can build a solid team around that you're going to have a real difference maker at a position where it's hard to get consistent performance.
1: What point seems right in the draft oh, and what, yeah. what pick would you pick him Would it early third round late third, or yeah. is that still too high for you?
2: You know, like I said, I think if you take him in the second round, I would not blame you. I think if you're a competent fantasy football player and you can really draft well in the rest of the draft, second round is a Okay. I would personally take him in the third at the earliest. Um, that's just because I I like the other options there. So if you take him in the second, I would not tease you. Third round is where I'd be comfortable taking Travis Kelsey.
1: Yep. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So
2: I think moving on to our second overall, mm -hmm. uh, tight end is I have it. And our consensus rank has George Kittle being our number two overall tight end in 2019. Uh, Fun factoid about George Kittle is he ended up okay. with over 1,300 yards last season, catching passes from an MVP caliber team that consists of Jimmy Garoppolo, C.J. Bethard, MVP. and Nick Mullins. Jesus. <laughs> so MVP
1: he, caliber team.
2: He was able to break the record for tight ends. He broke the record yep. of most receiving yards for a tight end in a season with those three quarterbacks throwing him the ball. He is a physical freak, and he was able to accomplish that in a very disappointing season for the 49ers. Yes. You know, I, I expect this offense to take a big step forward this year. Another year in the Shanahan system, an upgraded group of pass catchers. So I think his, his target share will go down because there are better pass catchers around him, but his efficiency should go up. So, yeah, no, George Kittle, is. there's no reason he shouldn't be able to end as a top-tier tight end. He has a physical traits. He's on an offense that likes to utilize that tight end position. So, no, I think he will finish near, if not the top, at the tight end position at the end of 2019.
1: Yeah, I agree. Garoppolo's back. Uh, there should be a good connection there. Uh, Pettis, back from injury. Also 49ers drafted uh, Debo Samuel in the second round and Jalen Hurd in the third round, both wide receivers. So, like you said, the you know, the targets maybe a little less, but I think he's still performed to a high caliber.
0: Yeah. All right. So, um, moving on to our, our third pick, we've got Zach Ertz. Uh, let, let's bring it back to you, Andrew. All one. right. Zach Ertz, uh, one half of my favorite sports power couple.
1: Um, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about factoids, uh, broke a tight end record for targets, 156 and receptions, 116. Uh, I love this guy, especially in a PPR league. Um, plus, Carson Wentz is throwing to him. Even though Carson Wentz does have a very solid receiving core, uh, there might be a slight regression for Ertz, uh, but I I still think he's top three, especially in a PPR league.
2: Right. Yeah. No. Ertz is so heavily involved in that Eagles offense. You know, like you mentioned, I do expect a little bit of a regression in the targets category. You know, Doug Peterson does love to target Ertz, but, you know, we are expecting Carson Wentz to have a huge bounce-back season, mm-hmm. and Ertz will be a big part of that. Uh, they do have someone behind him, Dallas Goddard, that they do like to use quite a bit in their offense, and I think they will use Goddard more more than they have in the past, uh, and I think Ertz will continue to be effective for that offense. Um, you know, he received 156 targets last year, and when you're, when you're choosing tight ends... It's a bizarre landscape. Tight end is a really bizarre position in fantasy football. Um, there's a big drop off uh, with who's the high performers and who are yep. just kind of waiver wire uh, targets. So Zach Ertz has a perfect mix of talent and opportunity. He's got the physical ability to get it done. And he also has that high target volume. So 156 targets. I do expect that to drop off a little bit, but he should still perform at a high level. He's on a high flying team this year, pun intended. I think he'll continue to be a beneficiary of this productive offense. That was almost
0: as bad as my power (laughs) call.
2: That that wasn't even a joke. (laughs) Uh, He
1: he averaged 8 to 10 uh, receptions per game, which is pretty hard to find in a tight end. Yeah. Yeah, So I cannot stress enough, he's an amazing PPR tight end. Uh, He he was first in receptions last year among tight ends uh, and third in yards and touchdowns last season. So very good.
0: So, also something to mention too uh, about Zach Ertz is his draft position is around four hundred four. Is that a good spot? Is that some way is Zach Ertz somebody that you would draft in that spot at four hundred four?
2: Yeah, no, I'll take a lead on this one. Uh, yeah, you know, if I don't get if I don't get Kelsey or Kittle, I'm content waiting on tight end. Uh, I think there are values later on. Um, if you do end up with Kurt with Ertz at his current ADP. I think it is. I wouldn't say it's a value. I think he's appropriately priced. Uh, What do you think, Andrew?
1: Yeah, uh, I completely agree with you. Uh, I'm looking at the people that's kind of around Ertz. You got, you know, a little bit above is Brandon Cooks, Derek Henry. You got Robert Woods, Julian Edelman, Chris Carson. Hmm. It depends on who's around, but I would pick those, all those guys I named off over Zach Ertz.
2: Right. It depends on the chemistry of your team as well. Um, and once again, it goes to your ability to create a good team around that stud tight end position because I, I, Andrew, you might feel differently, but I think there's a top three at tight end in the NFL this year Yeah. And after Zach Ertz, it kind of does fall off. You know, we're kind of just throwing darts at players we think have good opportunities. This top three are kind of the only ones that have demonstrated that consistent high value. So really after yeah. Zach Ertz, you're kind of just hoping at that point. I- I think after Zach Ertz, there's a slight
1: drop off on four and five, and then after that, then I think it, it's a big leap from there.
2: Right. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be offended by anybody taking those tight ends at their current values just to get that, that consistent player. So you don't, you don't need to worry about the waiver wire. You don't need to worry about weekly matchups. With these top three people, Ertz included, you have a week in, week out player. You can start with confidence. Yeah, um, they're all
1: those players where if you draft them, you're not going to be that upset. I just, in my opinion, and I guess I'm not going to speak for you, but we don't really, but I am. We don't really, we wouldn't really draft them at their ADP unless they drop slightly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I, I'm going to take it into our number four spot. Uh, we've got OJ Howard. So, uh, Brent, how about you take it away on this one?
2: Yeah. You know, this is one I'm going to have to try to contain my excitement. Yeah, you like OJ Howard is one of my favorite players in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. He's my he's my favorite tight end this year. I, I don't think he's gonna finish number one, but I think he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people. Uh, I'll make a few cases for him. The first is I'll lay out the physical case. The guy is an absolute monster. He's oh, yeah. a crazy athlete, he's huge, he's fast and he's a monster on the field. Uh, the biggest issue he's facing is his ability to stay healthy. When he's on the field, he produces, you know, he has that, that bizarre size speed combination to be a touchdown threat from anywhere in the field. Um, you know, not only that, he averages 11.5 yards per target amongst tight ends. So, you know, he is getting that, that depth of target. And like I said, he has that strange combination of ability where anytime he gets the ball, he can break a long one. You know, he's, he's a tough guy to track down. He's a tough guy to tackle. So I think if he's healthy, he can be an absolute monster.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, he averaged 11.5 yards per target, uh, which is actually, you know, he led the league in that. Uh, he's on Bruce Arians' offense, which is, as we know, one of the most pass-hungry offenses. Um, it, I, You know, Jameis Winston throwing to him, I think number four is definitely a good spot. Uh, like you said, staying healthy—that's the big concern. If he plays all sixteen, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes top three.
2: Yeah, no, and you know to make the case a little bit more, um, I don't know how much you believe in football narratives, but Jameis Winston's playing for his contract this season. Yep, you know he's he's playing for his future in the NFL, and he's going to recognize the importance of including Howard and in what he does. You know he knows that tight end is gonna make the most of those opportunities he's a big body jamis isn't necessarily known for being accurate and what both mike evans and oj howard can do is if you throw it anywhere near their gigantic bodies there's a good chance they're going to catch it so jamis will recognize that probably my my most favorite stat about oj howard is he averages a touchdown in every 9.6 targets that's that's a pretty high target um target TD correlation. So he's just one of those guys that he just finds himself in those situations. You know, they, the offense really does utilize him in an effective way. And Bruce Arians, like you mentioned, that guy's an offensive guru. I love what he's going to do for the offense. I think Jameis playing for his life and OJ Howard will make some beautiful fantasy goodness this year. Yeah. Couldn't agree more.
0: I I would, I would really like to see OJ Howard do well. Um, my my question for you, Andrew. Um, I, I I noticed that you said when, you wouldn't be surprised if we got into that top three at the end of the year. If OJ Howard were to make top three, who? Which out of the th- top three do you think would drop down to that fourth spot or even below to make make room for OJ Howard?
1: That's tough. That's really tough. I would say Zach Ertz would drop down. Got it. Yeah, I agree I with
2: you. I Carson's think
1: regression. Yeah. Carson Wentz has the best receiving core he's ever had. I, it's Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz.
2: Yeah, no, they the Eagles added more offensive weapons. I think Ertz's target share could go down. And O.J. Howard, he's that big play guy. I, I don't really see Zach Ertz being that same caliber player.
0: Got it.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of saw Ertz's ceiling. I think we we might have seen his best seasons. Okay. I don't know. I kind of want to be proven wrong, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no, I'd be happy with that.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think I, I would uh, be okay with that kind of that three, kind of four swap between Ertz and OJ Howard. Yeah. But I think let, let's yeah. move into our, our number five spot. Uh, we've got Evan Ingram. How about you take it away on this one, Andrew?
1: Yes. So you talked about how much you like OJ Howard. I am very excited for Evan Ingram. He had an okay season last season. Uh, but Ingram's best four games were without Odell Beckham. Uh, he averaged five plus reception for 80 yards a game. Uh, as we all know, Odell Beckham, he's gone. He's on the Browns, right? His rookie season, which was, which was his best season, um, Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, top two receivers for the Giants, they were gone. And now this year, with Sterling Shepard injured, Golden Tate suspended, I mean... Who else is Eli going to throw to? I'm sorry. Who else is Daniel Jones going to throw to? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be Evan Ingram. It's either that or they're going to hand the ball off. I could I could see Evan Ingram having a bounce back year. And I think he can match up, if not be better than his rookie season.
2: Yeah, no, I fully expect him to be, to be better than his rookie season. Uh, when I draft a tight end, I really like to get those those athletic freaks who, you know, they really can, they're the, They're a different build. You know, tight ends didn't used to be these ex-basketball players. They didn't used to be these converted receivers. Evan Ingram's a big dude who can book it. So what the thing I like most about him is his athletic talent. Um, You know, it's that mix of talent and opportunity. Like you said, with those targets leaving with Odell Beckham, with Sterling Shepard, has he proven he's a wide receiver one in the NFL? I'm not entirely sure. He's getting paid like one, but I don't. I wouldn't consider him in that category. Golden Tate suspended. And even when he does play, how good will he be? Eli Manning is still a capable enough quarterback to give people value. Uh, We saw what he did with Odell Beckham Jr. these past couple years. I'm not saying Evan Ingram is Odell Beckham Jr., uh, but Evan Ingram is a really good NFL receiver. Uh, He can catch the ball. He can make things happen with the ball. Eli Manning can get it to him. So it's going to be that constant peppering of targets, kind of that void left in New York. They're going to have to highlight their playmaker. I mean, other than Barkley, their best player on the field might be Evan Ingram. They got to target someone, you know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, I I like your call. I think these OJ Howard, Evan Ingram players are very similar. You know, they're that. The thing I like most about them is when you're taking a chance on them, you're not just getting a tight end. You're getting someone who's a really talented football player. So I think he has the the athletic ability opportunity and a good quarterback who can give him value. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I think if he stays healthy, he's going to be a solid top five.
2: Yeah. So that is going to wrap up our,
0: our top five. Sounds like we're really excited to move on uh, to our number six pick. Uh, So we will be right back with our bottom five after we take this quick break. Welcome back from the break. Uh, we're just gonna get right into number six. Uh, for our number six pick, we have Hunter Henry. Uh, Brian, this one's all you.
2: Yep. So Hunter Henry is the tight end for the uh, newly moved LA Chargers. Uh, he's gonna be an interesting player this year. You know, historically the tight end for Philip Rivers has been a pretty lucrative position. You know, is that because of Rivers? Is that because of the system? Or is that because of who? You know, Hunter Henry is. You know, coming after Antonio Gates. You know, I, I believe that the opportunity created by the system in Rivers will lead to fantasy goodness for Henry in 2019. You know, it's the history's there. All really Hunter needs to be is be a sufficient tight end. And I think he's going to capitalize in a pretty big way uh, with this LA Chargers offense. Uh, you know, Andrew, what do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, you couldn't really set it any better. He's kind of a question mark for me. We don't know how he's going to perform after his ACL tear that he had last season. Um, You never know what to expect after an ACL tear, but he's on a team with a solid quarterback who we know likes to throw to tight ends. Um, And yeah, I could see him as a solid red zone threat as well. Just like Antonio Gates. He could be the new Antonio Gates.
2: Yeah, man. Fingers crossed. With a
1: cooler name.
2: The question really will be, can he stay healthy You know, and that'll pretty much be it, honestly. When he's been on the field, he has produced in a major way. You know, he's extremely productive on a per-target basis. If he can stay healthy, if his ACLs can stay intact, you know, I expect a huge step forward with a productive Chargers team that's used tight end effectively in the past.
1: Yeah, 6.07 is his ADP. Is that, what do you think, is that a good spot? Too high?
2: Yeah, you know, with these middle tight ends, I just prefer to wait. Um, honestly, I think that might be a little early for Hunter Henry. Um, you know, if he drops, maybe a round or two later, I might take a shot on him. But I'd rather wait a couple of rounds and, you know, really build up other points of my team.
1: Yep. I agree as All well. Right. I mean, he's getting drafted at about the same point as Evan Ingram. And <laughs> to me, wow. I'm getting Ingram over <laughs> Hunter Henry. Yeah. Uh I mean, that's at the point where you're gonna be, you know, drafting Backups like James White, Latavius Murray, right, Jarvis Landry—they're all up there. Cohen, yeah, I it, like we talked about. There's the tiers, you know, the first three. If you can draft them in a good spot, pick them. Otherwise, I mean, I usually I would just wait till the towards the end of the draft, sixth round, just too early for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, makes sense, uh, and I don't think there's much else to say about Hunter Henry. You know, now that we're getting a little further down the tight end landscape, it really is kind of a dart throw. It's that mix of talent and opportunity. So, Andrew, I think you might be the best prepared to tell us about Vance McDonald.
1: Yep. Let's do it. Vance McDonald uh, in our number seven spot. Uh, Tight end for Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, He was the third most targeted player last year on that Steelers offense. Obviously, number one being Antonio Brown. Uh, Jesse James has also left the Steelers, along with Antonio Brown. Uh, over 200 targets split between Brown and James—they're off the team. There's, you know, not really a reliable wide receiver two yet. So I think we could see a lot of targets turn towards McDonald. Uh, he finished tenth in fantasy points last year among tight ends. I think that'll, you know, go up. I think seven's a good spot for him uh, if he stays healthy. Good chance that he could be seven or even higher.
2: Yeah, no, I, I really like Vance McDonald this year. You know, we, we haven't really seen his ceiling. You know, he's still kind of trying to get his, get his sea legs out under him. Um, he's in a great spot. Ben Roethlisberger has been just a mainstay at that position for such a long time. And he really has helped his players produce. You know, I was a big fan of Heath Miller back when he was with the Steelers. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned the 200 targets that were opened up in Pittsburgh when Mm -hmm. Brown and Jesse James left. You know, I do expect the Steelers to throw the ball a lot less in 2019. But McDonald should still see a a really healthy bump in targets to kind of fill that vacuum. Um, We've seen how destructive McDonald can be. Uh, If you have any doubts, Andrew, I don't know if you've seen this. Brendan, I'm not sure if you have either. You know, oh, watch his stiff arm against the Buccaneers
1: yep. last year. Yep.
2: Uh, he ripped the poor guy's heart out. You know, that that poor Buccaneers defender, he has a family. It uh, was
1: gosh. awesome. Uh, it was it, awesome.
2: It was hard to watch such a tragedy happen on the field. Vance McDonald ruined that guy's career. He, <laughs> For those of you who have not seen it, please Google Vance you McDonald's watch the stiff video. arm. It's a beautiful play. He's a vicious man. He throws down that bucks defender, you know, like he's a little kid. Um, so, you know, I really like players that can do that. You know, he has that that fire to him and he has that ability to really run the ball up and take out anybody who's in his way. You know, yeah. I want an ascending tight end who can really score a touchdown on any play. Rothlisberger will be looking for a new best friend outside of Juju, mm-hmm. and I can easily see McDonald becoming a top flight tight end. Uh, from the opportunity he finds himself in. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I I
0: think uh Vance McDonald is gonna be a really interesting player to watch this year. Uh I, I agree with both of you guys. Uh, especially talking about um kind of how very different the Steelers team is this year with Antonio Brown and Jesse James leaving. I know Brent you mentioned um that you expect the the Browns to throw a lot less this season, but I, I I still, I still really like uh, Vance McDonald this year, just just like uh, you guys were saying. Um, would I, I know uh, previously mentioned? We, uh, we kind of talked about after that kind of top three, just preferring to wait on a tight end. Where would you guys? Where's a comfortable spot for you guys to draft Vance McDonald? Um, kind of where where would you want him to drop down to?
1: I mean, his ADP is eight hundred one right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say. At that point, at round eight or nine, that's when I'm going to start looking for good values at tight end. I think it's maybe one round too high. If McDonald drops to ninth round, I'm most likely going to pick him up. Right.
2: Yeah, no, I. once again, tight end is that tricky spot. You know, if there's someone you really do believe in, absolutely take that jump. Uh, but tight end, kind of similar to quarterback and defense, you can pretty routinely find a good person on waivers um, to do matchup plays based on who their weekly opponent is. So if you really believe in Vance McDonald, I believe in him quite a bit. So I'd be happy taking him at his current spot at 801. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's where I'd take the jump. Sweet. All right, let's so, number eight.
0: Yeah, number eight spot. Uh, we've got the Ravens tight end, Mark Andrews. All right.
2: Yeah, Mark Andrews. A lot of people might not know who he is. Uh, he's he's very new to the NFL, and he's kind of new to the fantasy landscape. He, he shined last year with Lamar Miller. Uh, with Joe Flacco, you know, there wasn't that much of a connection there. When Lamar took over, there really did seem to be a, a good relationship there. Uh, he was the number two tight end overall uh, in yards per reception, only behind OJ Howard. Uh, and once Lamar Jackson took over, we saw 34 receptions for 552 yards and three touchdowns for Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Uh, you may be able to sense a theme with my tight end picks. I really like physical force tight ends. I like those physical tight ends who can really punish you. Um, and that's that's who I think Mark Andrews is. Um, Lamar does need to step up his accuracy as a QB. And I think I think the Ravens are going to, really make a conceited concerted effort to, you know, have Lamar take more take less hits, really, honestly. They they want to protect him for the long term. So you're gonna encourage him to be in the pocket a little bit more. And I think Mark Andrews is gonna be a really nice security blanket for Lamar Miller.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean you basically said it all. There's not much we don't really know too much about him. There's not much to say. You know the the number two tight end in yards per reception, that's pretty good. I'll take that, especially given his ADP. I think he could be a breakout player this year, and I think he's an amazing value where he's at.
2: Right, yeah, and, and I honestly think the the very young duo of uh, Lamar and Andrews can be an underdog candidate for breakout quarterback tight end combo in 2019. Uh, a lot of people are taking Lamar as you know a top 10 QB. I'm not quite on board with that, but I do think... No. This Ravens team is gonna be a lot different than the Ravens teams we've seen in the past. You know, we really haven't seen a Ravens with a stellar offense in a while. I mean, Joe Flacco's a lot of things. He is a <laughs> Super Bowl winner, but I would not say he's a sexy player. Uh Lamar Jackson say, could it be because of the quarterback? It <laughs> could be, shockingly. So, you know, he's a young player. He's gonna really need that security blanket. Mark Andrews will be that security blanket. I think this offense is going to reach a new height. And, you know, I think Mark Andrews is going to benefit from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ravens, uh, they're starting a new chapter in their offense. And I think Jackson to Andrews is going to be a big part of that.
0: Yeah. So I I think just moving on for number nine, we have got David and Joku. Andrew, what do you think? What do you think about this one?
1: I'm going to try not to get too excited because all of you guys know. That I love the Browns. Uh <laughs> of course, <laughs> so, back to the Browns. <laughs> if you don't know how much I like the Browns, yeah. watch the last two episodes. I'm jumping on that bandwagon. Really yeah. excited for him this year. Uh David Njoku last year ranked seventh in targets with 89 targets. Uh, and ninth in fantasy points among tight ends last season. Uh the biggest worry and the biggest news is Odell Beckham going to Cleveland. We should see some targets going away from Njoku to OBJ. Um, I think in order for him to stay in the top 10, he needs to be a little more efficient with the targets that's given to him. Uh, and I think if he can stay efficient, he can he can stay in the top 10.
2: Yeah, no, I think Ninjoku has a lot going for him. He does have a few hurdles. Uh, you know, the first one I'd point out is you know last year Ninjoku didn't really capitalize when uh, Josh Gordon was traded uh, to yeah. the Patriots. You know there's a, a big opportunity for Ninjoku to really solidify himself as a centerpiece of the offense. He really couldn't get there. Um granted, he's still very early in his career. It is harder for tight ends to make it in the NFL. Just that transition takes a little bit longer. Uh but you know he has that talent. You know he's first round pedigree. Uh, and now with the defenses needing to focus on Odell Beckham and Landry, it should give Ninjoku a chance to make big plays in a high octane team. Uh, another year of experience for both Ninjoku and Mayfield should lead to better fantasy production in 2019.
1: Yeah. You know, he's
2: he's that athletic marvel who can really get stuff done. I'm, I'm excited about Ninjoku. Like you said, it's he's going to be fighting for targets. I, I don't expect him to be an NFL leader in targets or be close to it. But I think if he's able to increase his efficiency, he can make some stuff happen. I'd I'd be excited to get Ninjoku on my team.
1: Yeah, and if you want to talk about tight ends uh, that take a couple years to get good, let's talk about our number ten, Brendan. what's number, 10? <laughs> number ten.
0: Number ten, we have Jared Cook. He's Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Uh,
1: he's Thirty-one years old. <laughs>
0: I, I like yeah, the transition, no, Andrew. I, I I enjoy the transition. <laughs>
1: really excited about that.
2: Yeah. I saw the opportunity. and I took it.
0: All right, Brian, what do you think about, uh, Jared cook?
2: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little sour on Jared cook. Uh, so let, let me, let me lead with why I'm a little salty. People are really hyping up Jared cook. Um, you know, going into 2019, they, here's what I'm, here's what I'm hearing from people. Oh my gosh. Jared Cook is finally going to be with the elite quarterback on a high octane team. You know, he's finally going to have a, a great team and a great quarterback throwing him in the ball. I'd like to point That's, out that wasn't. Hey, that wasn't hold on, me. Andrew, let me make my point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Okay. Sorry. You know, I am very excited. Breeze is a fantastic quarterback. The saints are a great team. Let's just remember Jared Cook has a, a long track record of being a disappointment. Uh, bless his heart. But here's an example. People are saying they're excited to see him with an elite QB. Please remember, he was a huge disappointment in 2016 with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. That was an amazing team. I mean, and is it- much respect to Breeze. Is Rodgers is an elite quarterback. So don't let the hype, you know, kind of... Blind you to what may be the case. I think Jared Cook will be a good player this year. You know, I, as much as I like to tease him and how old he is, he is still a good player. He's got really good hands. He's a big dude. He's going to be in a great offense. You know, I I am a little concerned. You know, the the Saints offense is really quite quickly becoming more of a running team. And the passing targets are going down year after year. So as Drew Brees gets older, those passing attempts are going to go down. I think Jared Cook is a really good veteran presence on that Saints team. Um, He'll be solid. Like I said, with tight ends, you're just really hoping for a touchdown. After the top three tight ends, you're really just trying to find a tight end who can catch a touchdown. I think Jared Cook can accomplish that, and that's probably the nicest thing I can say about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like we've seen his ceiling, which was last year. (laughs) I don't think that he's going to have as good of a season, especially on a new team. Like you said there, as much as I like to make fun of Aaron Rodgers, he is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Cook didn't do a lot at Green Bay. Um, He had a great season last year. He had over 100 targets for the first time in his career. Finished fifth last season of fantasy points among tight ends. Um, Ranked sixth or or higher in receptions, touchdowns, and yards last season. Uh, But yeah, there is a lot of worry about his age and how well he can perform at, you know, in New Orleans, because like you said, New Orleans, they're kind of transitioning more to the run game. We saw Drew Brees throw for less than, you know, 500 completions last season. We we I don't know what to expect. I don't expect too much, though.
2: Yeah, no, he's a really safe pick. You know, my personal philosophy is that I really like to shoot for the moon and, you know, get somebody with a high ceiling, you know, somebody that, that really can break out. I don't see Jared Cook breaking out he's a safe yeah. option. You know, if I if I end up with him, that's fine. I wouldn't be that upset about it. But, you know, it's personal philosophy. He's a safe pick. He should produce at a fine clip this year in 2019. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Is uh is there anything else you guys want to add to our our top 10 before we move into our closing segments? I, I yeah. do want
2: to say
1: I think Jared Cook's ADP extremely high. Extremely yeah. high. Like Brian said there's so much hype Built around him. He's getting drafted in late seventh round. I mean, in Joku, Mark Andrews, even Vance McDonald might drop lower than Jared Cook. I You got to go with those guys over Jared Cook. Yeah, what are your What are your? Yeah,
2: no, the hype for Jared Cook is very real. Uh, too- I do want to remind people, you know, part of the reason the ADP is so high for the top three tight ends is – it's really hard to get consistent tight end play. You know, anybody who's played fantasy football for a couple of years can tell you if you don't have one of the top performers, it's really a dart throw. So when you're when you're trying to pick players, you just want people that can get that opportunity to catch a touchdown. So it is it's difficult. Um, and a lot of people, you know really like to stick with the waiver wire theory where you just pick each you pick somebody each week based on their opponent. And if you stick with us for the entire season, We'll help you out each week, tell you what player can pick up off waivers to help you win that position that week.
0: True. All right, well, I, I think, but before we wrap up the episode, uh, that's going to be our top 10. Uh, we're going to have some uh, some cool, fun questions that I, I'm going to be asking you guys. So first question, uh, just like the previous two episodes, uh, we've done this. What player outside of our top 10 for uh, tight ends do you think could make top five this year?
1: All right, Andrew, me take me it first? away,
2: man. Andrew, go oh, ahead.
1: All right. So like you said, it's a dart throw. You, you never know. Uh I'm looking at this as who's gonna be top five this year. Well, I'm gonna who, go who could
2: be, right? You're not projecting it. Five. You're just saying who could be. I'm not projecting no, yeah. definitely not projecting yep. it. I'm gonna make that clear. I'm saying who who has the ceiling to be
1: top five? I'm gonna go drum roll, please, Trey Burton. Wow. And that is a. That's, that's a hot. Take. That's a loud very silence loud. right there. That was a loud.
2: <laughs> that silence. was a very loud silence. Uh, and this is the first I've heard of this. So this is a yes. genuine, genuine yeah. reaction of silence. Let's hear it, man. <laughs> Commence me.
1: So it sounds like you're really excited about it. <laughs> uh, finished eighth last year in total fantasy points. So he made top 10 in tight ends and total fantasy points.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, top five last year in uh, touchdowns among tight ends. He's on a really, really exciting team, and they have a lot of upside with Trubisky thrown to him. I know you picked Trubisky uh, in this game in our quarterback episode, so why not? If Trubisky can make top five, you know, why not him throw to Trey Burton? Trey Burton can make top five as well. There's also a lot of questions on on the receiving core. I mean, I just don't have that much faith in Allen Robinson. Hmm. Just at all uh i think anthony miller can step it up but i think that trey Burton's going to get targeted more i think travisky going to have a good season and yeah that's about it what are your thoughts
2: yeah I, you know i really like trey burton a lot of people think he was a disappointment last year but like you said he finished top 10 um he you know really did fly under the radar uh he had six touchdowns last year uh, a little bit over 550 yards receiving yeah i i see it i i understand where you're going with it i don't think he's as much of like a, a physical game breaker as some of these these other people we've mentioned um but no that's that's a hot take i yeah. i respect the vision you have yeah. uh i wouldn't take that pick but no that's solid i could easily see him finishing top 10 but I, top I thought, five i'd be shocked
0: yeah i think so something to mention uh just with how how bold this game is as well um we we are talking about top five, so especially with this tight end game, we to get into the break into that top five, you would have to beat either Evan Engram, OJ Howard, or Zach Ertz, really to kinda of, uh, break in that. That's that's a that's a tough spot to be in. So I I could I could kind of uh see uh see where you're uh where you're coming for uh coming from with Trey Burton, especially um with the whole Allen Robinson situation, um on how Andrew, you're not super confident in him. Obviously I'm those not, targets no. need, need to go somewhere, right? So I I think that, that was that was a decent pick with Trey Burton I could
1: be completely wrong though, and yes. you know, Allen Robinson could could have a great season. Yeah. And you know, it they, he might not see the ball at all. And by he, uh, I mean Trey Burton. Yeah. But hmm. who knows? Who knows? All, all right. Brian, what
0: what is what's your pick for this?
1: No. First of all, are you excited about this player?
2: I am excited about this. Party. All right, cool. Um, this might be a little bit harder of a sell, but keep this in mind. I'm trying to be bold. Harder tra- than trying to help the people. I want you guys to close your eyes and think yeah. back to a simpler time. Okay. Years okay. 2015. It's a great year. Oh, Uptown boy. funk. is top of the uh, chart. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the most popular meme of the day is the yeah. blue or gold dress. It was ruining friendships.
1: That was a good meme.
2: And Tyler Eifert. Caught 13 touchdowns from Andy Dalton. (laughs) (laughs) My pick for who's outside the top 10 and it can end up as a top five is Tyler freaking Eifert. It's a tough sell. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm here to deliver value to the people. A lot of people want to have Tyler Eifert. I don't blame you. He's he's had his fair share of struggles. The Bengals are no longer a sexy team. But here's what I like about him. First off, he is absolutely free in fantasy football. Nobody wants Tyler Eifert, and I I understand it. I get it. There's a lot of reasons to feel that way. But what other people aren't seeing are the opportunities. Tyler Eifert's healthy. If he can stay healthy, he has proven time and time again, he gets targeted in the targeted in the end zone. The guy is a touchdown machine. Andy Dalton loves the guy. A.J. Green is injured. He's getting older. He's slowing down. Tyler Boyd is still, I'd say somewhat, he still needs to prove himself. Uh, You know, he's He's ascending, still needs to prove himself. John Ross, I'm not going to say he's a joke because that's rude, but he's not going to be getting the ball in the end zone all that much. So that really leaves Tyler Eifert to have a huge opportunity. You know, a lot's changed since 2015, obviously. The Bengals were a pretty good offense that year. Completely different team. You know, completely changed coaching staffs, changed a lot of the supporting cast. Big Red is still a quarterback. Eifert is still a big guy with great hands. If if I can stay healthy, Dalton loves the guy. You know, I laid out the other reasons why the other players might take a step back in the red zone. I think the Bengals are going to be a better team this year in 2019. Andy Dalton, as much as people like to tease him, I think he's actually a pretty solid quarterback. I don't No, and we've seen it in fantasy football. He's he's finished the season as a top quarterback before. I'm not expecting Dalton to be extraordinary, but I think if the Bengals bounce back to being an above average offense, if Eifert can stay healthy, that's the key thing. Would I bet on Eifert to play a full season? No, I think the odds are against him to that, to that point, but he's free in fantasy football drafts. And if you can get, you know, a half of a season of a healthy Eifert, you're going to get a lot of touchdowns. The guy just has a nose for the end zone. You know, that's not something everybody has. So that's, that's my, that's my target. He's a very, very long dart throw, but I believe in Tyler Eifert and you can get him for free. He has the opportunity. He has that chemistry with the quarterback. I think he can make it happen.
0: Yeah. I I think honestly, I think that's a pretty good pick despite it being a long dart throw uh, especially you talking about uh, kind of <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, especially being, you know, that kind of chemistry with uh, Andy Dalton. I I think that was definitely a solid pick. I really enjoyed the intro, by the way. That buildup was amazing.
2: <laughs> well, and people um, forget. Yeah. Tyler Eifert, <laughs> yeah. He was a first round pick. I mean, he's six foot six, mm-hmm. 255 pounds. He has the pedigree of a top flight tight end. People forget just how highly touted this guy was coming out of college. So, you know, if if he can stay healthy, he's got the traits. He can make it happen. I'm mm. actually getting myself more and more excited for <laughs> Eifert. I, I cannot <laughs> believe you said Tyler Eifert. Oh, yeah. man. Mark my words. If he stays healthy, he'll be a top 10. He's right. not going to stay healthy. He hasn't played a full season yet.
0: Well, well, He's we'll
2: played see. 14 games in the last three years. He's <laughs> yeah, right, not making top five this year. There's no way. He's free in fantasy football, and there's a chance. Let's so just say
0: I, w- I, I, like I would like to see it. I would like to if see it. A
1: pick, I don't think he's going to be a top five tight end, though. No way. <laughs> we'll see, my <laughs> Again. man. Again.
2: We'll see. All, All right.
0: right. All let's, right. Let's, let's move on to the next question. Um, oh, next. This one is going to be, which of our, the tight ends in our top 10 do you think are the best value given their average draft position? Ooh. All right,
1: That's do you sick. want to go first on this one, Brian? Yeah, go I'll first. go first.
2: Um, like said, I said, I like to wait on this position. I'm very comfortable streaming it uh, based on matchups. So when I'm looking at who I'd want to draft, it's going to be somebody later in the draft. So I think the the best player the one that i'm targeting and i think is the best value is Vance McDonald his ADP is 801 that's late enough where i feel like i can justify taking tight end and that's still early enough where you know he's going to perform i mean he is in a great situation um you know what, he's my pick i think he's the perfect perfect value pick okay. at 801
1: okay see that's not bad Vance McDonald very good value at 801 uh out of the top 10 I want to risk it with Mark Andrews. I like him a lot because he is almost free, and a lot of people don't really know That's who he is. That's not
2: risking it. I, I want to point it's, out that is not risking it at thirteen ten. It's not. He is free. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's. I think it's a solid ADP. Uh, there are some players that aren't in the top ten that I might pick up besides him. Uh, but no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mark Andrews. Right. Uh, I think I like that connection with him and lamar jackson like you said you can get him for free almost yeah 13th think, round that's your last pick before kicker and defense
2: i want to point out i think that's a cop out by andrew because that's <laughs> i can pick someone different such low risk yeah i'm gonna say pick somebody different okay all right that's weak
1: i'm gonna go him. evan ingram then
2: okay okay <laughs>
1: I'm going to go Evan Ingram because that's the guy that I'm the most excited for. His ADP is a little high for my liking at 6.03, but if you pick him at 6.03, I'm not going to be upset at all. If I get him in the sixth round, I'm not going to be upset because that gives you time to get two elite running backs, two good wide receivers or whatever way you want to (laughs) draft. I mean, Evan Ingram, 6.03. I think that's a good pick. I like the, uh, the targets, that I predict he's going to get with all the wide receivers, either gone suspended or injured. Evan Ingram.
2: I can respect that.
0: Yeah. I I, I can respect that. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll move into the last question before we wrap up the episode, uh, which of these tight ends would you not want to match up against going head to head, uh, in fantasy football during any given week? Let's, let's say, let's say besides Travis Kelsey, anyone besides our, our top pick, (laughs)
1: If we want to talk about cop-outs. Yeah, then, yeah. And uh, Andrew, you show
2: us the cop-out. You're the cop-out king. Yeah. I'd say anybody outside the, the top king. three, I think I would yeah. be most afraid of O.J. Howard. You know, and then Bill's a cop-out because he's four. Um, but no, he's that player that can break off a 70-yard touchdown. So I, I'd be most afraid of him. He's in an offense that has to accommodate their atrocious defense. So they're going to have to sling it. So if, there's, if it's fourth quarter and they're passing, I'm still on the edge of my seat, worried about what they can make happen with Howard.
1: All right. Um, I'm trying to set between two people, but I think I'm going to go Hunter Henry, just to be a little different. I was thinking about Vance McDonald. I'm going Hunter Henry. Uh, like we said earlier, we don't know what to expect from him after his ACL tear, but we know how much Philip Rivers likes throwing to tight ends. Uh, I predicted that he's going to be a huge red zone threat, I if I see Hunter Henry, I'm gonna get nervous a little bit. Uh I'm not gonna freak out like if I match up against like Kelsey, but you know, I I would get a little nervous if I see Hunter Henry there.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna give kudos to Andrew for that pick. Um if he does step into that Antonio Gates role and just you know, really does step into that, that role of confidence with Phillip Rivers. I remember getting stomped by Antonio Gates. You know, uh, he would drop three yeah. touchdowns on you, and you'd just sit there crying, when your week is over. So if Hunter Henry can step into that, that's a good pick for who you should be afraid of.
1: Yeah, Antonio uh, Gates has made a lot of people cry. So <laughs> yeah. that's yes. what yeah. from this podcast. Yeah, self-included.
0: Yep. Yeah. If there's anything that we need to take out of this podcast, Antonio Gates made a lot of people cry. So, that's, Makes, so yeah, right. you heard it here first, yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, well, I, I think that's gonna wrap up our episode. Is there anything else you guys I would like to add before we, before we wrap it up?
2: No, thank uh, you guys for listening. Yeah. We're making yeah. the dream happen. We appreciate yeah. you guys giving us a chance and yeah. stick with us.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I I think I'll, I'll go into the outro. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, uh, to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Like I said before, if you enjoy your time, please be sure to subscribe. Uh, you can either do that on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you per- uh, prefer to listen. Uh, please be sure to uh, check out our website at barelyathletic.com uh, for some awesome information on fantasy football, and we will see you next time.
2: Later, skaters. See you.